Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot. Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. Wednesday podcast day. Woohoo! We are back. Thank you for joining us. We are season one, episode eight, the one where Nana dies twice. Nana, she died twice. Twice. So sad. Poor Nana. Poor Nana. Which, Natalie, I was watching this on HBO Max, not my DVD set. Um, and Blast it's to me. In HBO, they have it as the one where the Nana dies twice. And I was like, I was looking at it. I'm like, the one where the Nana that's not right. I didn't notice that. I'll have to go back and look, but I wonder if it's a like programming thing. I don't know. I think someone just screwed up. They so, should be sacked. They should be. Blasphemy. Unbelievable. And those that sacked them have now been sacked. Do you know what that's from? <laughs> no, what is that from? Oh, it's from Monty Python. Oh, no. Which, you haven't seen Monty Python? I, I mean, it's been forever. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is like the one that I know the best but yeah. otherwise i don't really know monty python very oh, well it's so good oh man are you gonna make me watch monty python yeah. now okay <laughs> you're gonna have to watch that something i haven't really seen i can't I'm believe shocked. it it is very shocking i had no life i love movies <laughs> and you didn't watch monty python and the holy grail those I, have been sacked have now been sacked been it's sacked. like a sacked sir oh, okay we'll get we'll watch it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So this is our episode where we're going back to our creators who are also our writers. So Marta mm -hmm. Kaufman, David Crane are our writers. And our favorite director, James Burroughs, is back. With his beam. With his beam. I was looking. I was like, is this beam in? Yep, there it is. I, I can't not see it now. I'm not think, James oh, Burroughs beam. James Burroughs is sitting in the director's chair, this one. Mm -hmm. Our original air date for this episode, November 10th, 1994. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. And yeah, I'm excited to get into this one. This one is, uh, th this one I'm excited about because I actually enjoyed the fashion the most in this episode. Ooh. I know there's a lot that I want to talk about that I'm, I think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about okay. the fashions. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. This is a really good episode. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Handmade goods are becoming more and more rare these days. You can support our newest sponsor, the Stitch Sisters and keep handmade artisans thriving. The Stitch Sisters crochet handmade goods, anything from beanies and headbands to Christmas ornaments. Check them out at Etsy at The Stitch Sisters Store or find them on Instagram at Stitch Sisters Store. And we're back, everybody. I have rubbed my eyes with oil on my hands. Let's hope my eyes don't burn out of their sockets. This is going to be an interesting recording, everyone. <laughs> Am I going to die? Tuned. You're not going to die. Your eyes are just going to be very awake. And fuego. And fuego. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Episode recap. So let's start with Chandler. Then we can talk about Monica and Ross and everybody else. But Chandler has quite the funny storylines. We open with Chandler at work. First view of his office, a coworker comes in and tries to set Chandler up, but with a guy. Yes. She assumptively thinks that he's gay. Yes. Which is very awkward. Super awkward. Like, I would never just approach somebody, even if I thought that they were gay. You can tell me. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... It, it, 
essentially it's the same thing as saying, you know, when are you due to a woman mm-hmm. and she's not pregnant? Yeah. You know, it's, it's very assumptive. Like you said, it's horrible. So no, just we'll assumptive questions in general. Like don't ask people if they're pregnant. Don't ask them why they're not drinking. Don't ask them like, just when are you getting married? When are you having children? <laughs> Stop. Don't do it. It's none of your business. None of your business. <laughs> So Chandler's back at the apartment talking to his friends and he's like, well, what is it about me? And they're all like, yeah, we can we can see that why she would think. And so they're like, it's just a quality. Great line. I, I love that. <laughs> it's a vague enough thing that he's like, well, I don't understand what a quality is. But then as the audience, you're like, OK, yeah, I get what you mean by quality. <laughs> it's just a quality. Mm-hmm. So Chandler obsesses all episode about what this quality is. Is it his hair? Is it the way he dresses? His walk? I don't know. Definitely not the way he dresses, in my opinion, but that's just me. And I love his hair. I don't think he has gay hair, which I don't. Well, okay. Then that might be the thing. It's like, what is gay hair? (laughs) What is gay hair? I know. It's it's all subjective, objective, subjective. I can never get that right. (laughs) Anyways, we're back at the office. After Chandler has been obsessing, he's talked to his friends. He's back at the office and he finds out that his coworker wants to set him up with this guy, Lowell. Lowell. And he's like, um, I'm way above Lowell. I'm more of a Brian and payroll kind of guy. I like that Brian, it's not just Brian, it's Brian and payroll. Total work, like total work relationship. Like, oh, have you ever had a crush on someone at work? No, definitely not anybody at work. But I mean, I've been with my husband for, oh my God, 15 years now. Oh, dang. I know. So it's like, unless it happened when I was a hostess in high school. (laughs) At a Michi's? Yes, you remember. Yeah. I just think relationships at work are just a bad idea in general. Bad, taboo, don't do it. Highly, highly not recommended. It's just too, too messy. No, it's just, what is that? You don't shit where you eat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Don't do it. Gay or not. Don't do it. (laughs) So I thought have some some quotes as far as Chandler. Like he says, well, don't we look nice all dressed up? (laughs) Stuff like that, isn't it? Stuff like that. Yeah. And then I could get a Brian. If I wanted to get a Brian, I could get a Brian. Brian enters the room. Hey, Brian. Brian. (laughs) I like that because it's like he doesn't really have any shame about it. He's just like, hey, Brian. Yeah. He's, he's not gay, but he's like, if I am gay, give me some credit. Yeah. I could pull a Brian. I could pull a Brian. <laughs> so next up, we've got Monica and Ross. And that's the only ne- major storyline. Everyone else is just pretty ancillary, adding some comic relief. Right. It would be a little weird if it wasn't because it is their Nana that's dying. <laughs> Twice. Twice. So Monica learns that Ross's Nana is dying. They then rush to the hospital to see her before her last breath and to be with her parents. And this... Right away, Monica gets the apart uh, to the hospital, and her mom starts picking apart her appearance about her hair. Judy, Judy, Judy Geller. Oh, so so just not self aware. Oh no. So Nana eventually passes, and Ross goes to kick kiss her goodbye, and she lifts her arm, scaring Ross. <laughs> oh gosh, that physical comedy right there is really funny because it is it's jarring, but it's also so funny because it's so jolty, and the sound she makes. <laughs> and then we got Ross. <laughs> so they go out and they're like, she may have died. We're looking into it. We're looking into it, which is like so funny. Like, who knew you could make death 
comical. Right. That is kind of the funny thing is this is actually a a sad event. Like both of us have lost grandparents. And so obviously that's like a sad thing to look back on. But they turn this into such a comedic event. Mm -hmm. It's pretty impressive, actually. Good job, writers. Yes. So they go back. They check again. And now she's passed. Now she's passed. She said, this almost never happens. The nurse. (laughs) (laughs) So they go back to the coffee house um, after Nana has died twice. And they talk about, you know, what happens after death. Phoebe thinks that her spirit or your spirit, whoever's spirit can travel into something else. Like her friend Debbie and the little yellow pencils. This, Uh, this, this explain yourself. Oh my gosh. This this whole part is so weird to me. I also have so many questions like, okay, so it's her friend Debbie that died when she was young and got struck by lightning on a miniature (laughs) golf course. And I'm just, oh my gosh, this is horrible. But I'm picturing this little kid getting struck by lightning on a min. Where are your parents? Can we get to the part where her spirit's in little yellow pencils? Okay, yeah, that that's a whole other issue. Is why I I don't get it. No, but it's and, the it's the woo woo Phoebe that I love. Oh my god, that's funny. Little little yellow pencils. So we go to Joey, opposite end of the spectrum. He thinks you're worm food, which is kind of depressing. It is very depressing. And <clears throat> look. Believe what you want. You know, everybody's entitled to their own beliefs, but I'm just like, oh, that makes me sad. And then it turns to Ross and Monica, who just lost a grandparent, and they're like, oh, God. Oh, not the right thing to say. Oh, I totally talk to my grandparents, like, sometimes. Do you ever talk to your past grandparents? Yeah, mostly my grandma. Actually, what's kind of creepy is I actually am a big believer that, like, babies and children are able to see spirit. Yeah. And I will tell you, I've had some really creepy experiences with my daughter. No way. She now will look up at the ceiling when I'm rocking her to sleep. And sometimes now that she like waves and and stuff, she looked up at the ceiling one night and waved and said, oh my God, and said hi. And I was like, (gasps) oh God. Okay. It's my grandma. It's grandma. It's fine. It's fine. Hi, grandma. Okay. Good night. Calling ghost hunters. Oh God. No kidding. I love ghost hunters though. There, there's a spot in our house that Gary will sit, stare at at the top of our landing. Gary is your dog, but Gary, for those that don't know. Yeah. We just have a Gary. He comes and goes. <laughs> no, Gary's our dog. And so he sit, sits at the top of the landing and he'll stare into this corner. And so now we just call it Gary's ghost. I'm like, is it my Nona, my no-no, my Papa Steve, my mom's past husband like who's there i do think somebody is there yes because i also think animals can see spirit too i'm a big believer in that so absolutely but if he's not growling it's somebody that he loves right he's not growling yeah and they never met him so maybe they're meeting acquaintances oh bear bear (laughs) back to ross and monica so next ross goes to nana's house and i love this scene so he's with his mom and his aunt and they're finding clothes for nana and it's a closed casket (laughs) right oh god this this whole thing it gives me a little bit of anxiety because i'm just like oh my god just pick an outfit Oh, but I love it. So it gives me so much nostalgia, and I'll tell you why. Mm. So Ross has to manage, I call it the department store of his Nana's closet. Yes. And this reminds me so much of my Nona and Nono's closet. We would go in there as kids, and it's just like the cave of wonders. Oh, my gosh. Like so many shoes, so many clothing, so many random knickknacks just everywhere. Oh, that's a sweet memory. Yeah. I like, like that. So totally, totally made me remind that. But um. He Ross ends up finding a bunch of sweet and lows that their nana used to steal. Mm-hmm. Again, nostalgia. 
my Nona used to hoard like Taco Bell hot sauces. Stop it. She did not. Oh, yeah. Well, That's she was awesome. kind of a hoarder in general. Ah, uh, yes. But Taco Bell hot sauces. Girl after my own heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Nana liked sweet and lows. Nona liked hot sauces. Because <laughs> she was spicy. Yeah. Cut to Monica and her dad back at the apartment. He tells her he wants to be buried at sea because it looks, it looks fun. fun. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so Elliot Gould, this episode, is my favorite, like, comedic timing. He just has great comedic timing. He's amazing. But his one-liners is uh, one of my favorite things about him. And it's like, we're looking into it. Like, it looks fun. Mm-hmm. How, is, how? Where is he buried? Buried at sea. Like, yeah. <laughs> he can make just so few words so funny. Yes. With the way that he reads them. If you died tomorrow, how would you want to be buried or um, not? I, so I, Catholics, I don't think we're allowed to be cremated. Oh. So I think you have to be in a burial plot. Ooh. So, you know, we've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. Maybe I could be like in a, in a casket with rocks and I die in the bottom of the sea. Not die in the bottom of the sea, but like <laughs> your casket goes in the bottom of the sea. Buried alive, drowned in a box. <laughs> That's not wrong and wrong. Sea, no, I think like put my body in a casket and then just down, bottom of the sea. Down to the bottom. Give me with the fishes. And then someone later could come along a thousand years scuba diving or whatever. Ooh. Find my bones. Think I'm like a long lost princess or some shit. You should put something in there that like says you're a long lost princess or like carve it onto the thing mm-hmm. or just to mess with future people. Yeah. I'm down for that. What would you do? Uh, I would be cremated. Yeah. I'm claustrophobic. So I, and I can't imagine like my body being trapped in a box for all of eternity. So make me, let me be free. Go spread my ashes. Cool places. To be honest, like when you see movie scenes or whatever scenes of people being buried alive or in coffin like oh my god no heck no one of my worst fears Mm -mm. ever no No. absolutely not so hard pass (laughs) so you're gonna be buried at sea and i'm gonna be floating on top of the sea (laughs) why don't you come by and float on and say hello i'll float on down to you and say hello come to the starfish hello (laughs) (laughs) so we get to nana's funeral um of course, Monica's mom continues picking her apart. And uh, Rachel's new Palo shoes get ruined with mud. Oh. And then Ross, speaking of worst nightmares, falls into a burial hole. <laughs> yes. Is, uh, what does he say? It's like my worst fear is realized. Being, being realized right now. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Ross. So Ross injures his back. His mom has a, some painkillers and he takes like four. Yes. And ends up getting very high. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Like, he's so sloppy and just, oh my God. You know, I. He's is, funny. He's just so funny. He's he's all over the place. I love, I love this part of it. He, he calls Chandler out for being gay. If you want to be gay, you be gay. You be gay. And then he tries to tell Rachel he loves her before passing out on top of her. You don't get it. You don't even get it. Even high <laughs> Ross still cannot ma- manage to tell Rachel how he feels. No. It's like, wh- your inhibitions are gone, dude. It's buried deep in down, deep down inside. Yes. Love this because it is so true. I feel like Joey brings his mini TV to the service and they're watching the Giants and Cowboys football game. Oh, my gosh. I, I like that because those are um, two, what is it, America's team is... 
one of the them, Cowboys, the Cowboys, and then the Giants are like the big New York, like yeah. that. That's Joey's thing. So that's mm-hmm. really kind of funny. I like that they chose those two. Of course, and of course, it draws all the guys, mm-hmm. and they're huddled in the corner watching the game, which is totally a thing. Like my husband will always say, "You can't get married during football season." Like, don't hold major events during football season. Actually, now that you say that, I'm trying to, we got our anniversaries in March. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's after the Super Bowl, which is in February. Like, oh, yeah, I guess I wonder if my husband tricked me into doing that. I mean, not that it mattered, but hey, funny. It mattered for Graham. (laughs) (laughs) So we have this conversation next up about with Monica and her mom. And... Funny enough, Nana, who died twice, was super critical about Judy. And the irony just kills Monica because Monica's just like, hello, do you not see what's happening here? She absolutely does not. No. She asks her mom if it would have been better if she would have told her the truth at how much her criticalness bugged her. And Judy says, no, I think some things are better left unsaid. It's honestly kind of a sweet moment for me. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, I get it. Like, obviously, you're not going to change Judy Geller. She is who she is. So accept her for the crazy critical queen that is Judy. Yeah. That's one of the things that that I've had to learn in my life is just when not to say something. I haven't mastered that yet. I still say stuff and get in trouble for it. But I feel like I'm going to peek at that (laughs) in, like, my 40s. And then it's just going to slowly decline. And the older I get, the less filter I'm going to have. And I'm just going to say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> You're not going to give a shit. And it's going to be great. It's it's sweet because Judy tries to make a final attempt to fix Monica's hair. And then you can tell that she's realized, like, she's doing to Monica exactly what Nana did to her. Mm-hmm. And, like, this resonates with me a lot and on my family. And I'm sure my cousins can speak up as well. The women on my Italian side of the family are savage. Oh, just we it's all about your looks. Mm-hmm. You got to look presentable. We always have lipstick on. I don't because I don't give a shit, but <laughs> you always have to have lipstick on. You got to get your hair done. Like, have you gained a few pounds since we last saw you? Like, oh, God, dang, that savage. is savage. Yeah, so savage. I mean, but it, it totally makes sense, though, with Italian culture. I mean, you've been yeah. to Italy. I've been to Italy. And when you're walking around in Italy, no matter where you go in Italy, the women are gorgeous mm-hmm. and they are dressed to the night. It does not matter. I mean, they can be going to just get something from the like drugstore <laughs> and they just look yeah. fabulous. You could be feeling like piece of shit inside, but you better look your best. Oh, you better look good when you step outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You cannot look like you just slept over here. <laughs> no, They will judge you. I mean, you know, the Italian judge look when they see you and it's like the up quick up oh, and down. Yeah. Hug up and down. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yes, that's exactly it. Mm. You got dressed today. Yeah, whereas like us Americans, like I went to school in moccasins that were probably indoor slippers and sweatpants. Crocs. Oh, God, no, I can't get on board with the Crocs. Me neither. Me neither. So back to the episode, we cut back to the group at the coffee house looking through old photos of Nana and her friends at Java Joe's, which is sweet because it mirrors the friends now. Yeah. Kind of cute at like, you know, look at how adorable they were and like this will be mm-hmm. us one day kind of thing. Yeah. I, 
like it. Going back to the fact of, you know, your group, your friends or your family mm-hmm. in that age. I thought this was so interesting. I found this in some research. Java Joe's was originally what Central Park, Central Perk was going to be called, the coffee house. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So they found a way to, to edge it in. Will, whittle that in there. Yeah. So last scene here, Chandler ends talking to Lowell. The guy his coworker was trying to set him up with. And he's like, Hey, I'm I'm not gay. And Lowell says he already knew that. They have a they have a special radar and that Brian is gay and way out of his league. Oh gosh, that that's a great line. Like way out of your league. Yeah. And I thought that I was watching this and I, it hit me. He's like, We have a special radar and I'm like, he's talking about gaydar. Yep. When was the first time gaydar popped up? And I did some Googling and granted we take it with a grain of salt because the internet. Right. So gaydar first appeared in the 1980s and refers mm. to that sixth sense for identifying who is gay. I could see that. Yeah. I guess it became, it started to like become more mainstream and like people were getting judged less for being who they are. Mm-hmm. So I could see that starting to kind of come onto the scene. Yeah. So interesting. Just an interesting little thing I caught. So Nat, did you like this episode? I did like this episode. This is a good one. Even though Judy gives me a little bit of anxiety, I I did like this one a lot. Thank God you didn't grow up in my family. Dude, I... That's why we have such thick skin. We're like turtles. It just rolls off our back. I've heard it all. <laughs> Anything anyone could say to me, my family has said to me. Yeah, you, you cannot hurt me. I have heard all of these things before I was 12. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. I have an eating disorder. Thank you very much. <laughs> Not anymore. So... Joey sandwich rating, how many meatball subs? I gave it four. Yeah. yeah. I gave it four as well. I think it's above average, but it's not a five. Like definitely. I mean, it, it could be a 4.25 for me if we're going oh. bendy rules on it. Very specific. It's very specific. I want to be very close to heart with my fives. Like the fives are for oh. like my top five oh. episodes, but this, this is a really good one. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think I would only give five fives out. Five fives. Five fives. <laughs> so... Background research, of course, I mentioned the Java Joes aspect. Um, this one's interesting. Christina Pickles received an Emmy nomination for an outstanding guest actress in a comedy series. All her work to uh, give you anxiety earned her an Emmy nom. Oh, you go, Christina Pickles. Oh, yeah. But good for her. Yeah. Yeah, she, Judy, Judy Geller just does give me a lot of anxiety. But I think that's the point. Yes. She makes you feel something. Yeah. So, yeah, she, it's interesting that they gave it for a specific episode, too. I think that's the point of the Emmys. Is it? Mm hmm. They don't look at the season as a whole. I, don't, I mean, they just eventually they do, but for these roles. <laughs> Have you watched the Emmys? Clearly not enough. Clearly not. <laughs> So next up, Aunt Lillian, which I didn't know that was her name, but that's her name. Oh, yeah. I had to look that up because they don't introduce her. I'm like, okay, who is this lady? Like, she's just some random lady there in the big old 80s glasses. I know. Aunt Lillian is played by Eleanor Donahue, who had a long screen um, acting in long screen, a long career on the big screen, (laughs) long screen, um, on the Andy Griffith show, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. I could totally see her. Being on that show, she's also on the Golden Girls. She gives me huge Golden Girls energy. Totally. Those glasses, the hair, absolutely. Yep. And um, she was able to, she was able to tap dance at 16 months old. Right. It's so, so random. So random. I was reading about her. She was like a vaudeville dancer, and she was a uh, that Elizabeth Taylor era. 
And she kind of came onto the scene and she was the Andy Griffith show's first like female um, love interest. Oh, mm-hmm. he wasn't married. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Oh, now I say that and I'm like, wait a second. What did I read? <laughs> but she was kind of that same era, but she was much more like the girl next door where I think like Elizabeth Taylor became more of like the sensual yeah. gal. So Sexy rich lady. Yes. Makes sense. Sexy rich lady. Well, that was our episode recap. We'll take a quick break and get into our moo points. And we are back heading into our bloopers and blunders, my favorite section, and our moo points. Moo. (laughs) You love a good moo? I love a good moo. (laughs) So we have actually a few continuity issues, Mm -hmm. and most of them actually deal with some flashbacks we're going to see later on in the series. But the biggest ones are Rachel talks about meeting Chandler for the first time, thinking he might be gay when she arrived but then he spent the whole night staring at her breasts Mm -hmm. so she thought maybe not (laughs) yeah however we know in one of the flashbacks that rachel has known chandler since she was in high school Mm -hmm. they met when she would come over pre-nose job yeah and ross and chandler would come over from college there's also an episode where Rachel in high school goes to a party and her and Chandler actually kiss. Mm-hmm. So this is a little bit off because obviously if you're kissing him, you don't think he's gay. I, th- I think it's just we're in season one and they hadn't developed that backstory yet. Yep. So we're going to see that continuity issue probably a little bit bigger between this season and the rest of them. But yeah. the other one is Joey says he didn't think Chandler was gay when they first met. However, in a later episode with a flashback of Chandler showing the apartment to Joey when he's needing a new roommate, uh, Joey tells Chandler he is totally okay with the gay thing. Again, bringing back the gay joke. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yikes. And so meaning obviously he did think he was gay and then he tries to save himself. Mm-hmm. So again, continuity issue because you did actually think that he was gay, but good try. A um, couple more, not necessarily flashback ones, but just some things that you caught T. Uh, Nana was breathing. Oh my gosh. You can totally see her little <laughs> chest just going up and down. Yeah. So obviously after the first time that she should be dead, she's mm-hmm. still breathing. And so that did not work very well. I wonder if that, Actress just had a hard time. She was old. We'll give her a pass. Yeah, had a hard time holding her breath. We didn't want her to actually die. I know. So, um, and then at the funeral reception, when Monica and her mom, Judy, are talking on the couch, the amount of wine in their glasses is not consistent. It, it keeps fluctuating, um, goes up and down, back up. Anytime back. they have cups, it never goes well. No. The liquid's just up and down and up and down. Food, food and liquids are really the big ones where we see a big issue i know that there's one that comes later on that i remember the food changes a ton on someone's plate yeah so we'll we'll definitely be pointing that one out um but yeah no hard bloopers this Not one on this one Mm-mm. um which is fine you know there's some better ones coming i promise you that mm-hmm. things that didn't age well i really didn't it, it's on the verge for me with like oh, what's a, what's a gay quality? Like the hair, like that is more like, okay, we're pointing out some stereotypes, but it's yeah. not something that didn't age. It well. does kind of get old a little yeah. bit, you know, just like, okay, we get it. Like 
making fun of Jandler for being gay is funny. Like, okay, can we move on? Right. Like kind of back to the, I can't remember if it's the first or the second episode, but where they're making fun of Carol being Mm -hmm. a lesbian. It's like, oh, she drank Foster's from the can. I should have known. They love a good stereotype on Friends. Yeah. (laughs) It's a sitcom thing too. Yeah. Because I think it will hit most of the masses. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to kind of hit the largest group that they can. But I think that they ride that line of not being offensive and don't do too bad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we talked about fashions. This is a fashionable episode for you. Let's get into Fashion Watch. Woo-woo, fashion Watch. So we start off Rachel's brown maxi skirt and black top at the beginning. Absolutely love, 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 I was like, love. is this you love, 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 love? <laughs> I know. I put that in the notes. I was like, love, 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 love. She just, oh, God, she rocks it. I, I do actually like a maxi skirt. I don't, okay. I don't wear them now, but I like them on her. I did used to wear them in middle school, high school. Remember those, like, weird maxi skirts with, like, the large... <gasps> The large the band. The large band. Like, what were those? They were I like cotton. They were the large band. They would sit at your hips. Just yep. like horrendous. I But I wore them. And oh, I, yeah. I loved them. I thought I looked great. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and the long tank top that goes down to your hip bones. Like. Yeah, but you, it like sat right below or right above where that line was. And yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. Good no, the way that those. Rachel's wearing her maxi skirt is much better in this. So classy. Yeah. Um, next up, Phoebe's white vest with the weird space graphics. Please tell me that you didn't like this. I, I was like, oh God. Okay. So I, what is that? I don't know. Now I will say I like it better than the weird patchwork quilt one that we saw just the last episode. That was bad. Um, but the, the fit of it on her. Now, you know, I can't stand vests. I know. What is that? I love I a good know. vest. I don't know. You don't like the vest? But I've worn them. I used to own a bunch of them. Yeah. Don't know why. But it the fit and the cut on her, I, I think, actually looks really good. But the yeah, the, the weird graphics, man. So, like, where did they find that? I don't know. One of them looks like the Big Bang Theory symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Monica and Ross's aunt's 80s eyeglasses. Oh, Aunt Lillian. Yeah. Those, those things with the... I don't even know how to describe them where the like earpiece like comes down and up and up like yeah. that is very much like a fifth. Like if you're in your fifties or sixties in the eighties look mm-hmm. very, um, oh, just very, very dating. It just dates you. Oh, so dating. But I feel like they're popular now. No, of course they are not. Yeah. No way. I feel like glasses from the seventies and eighties, like people wear like those blue light bo- blockers. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I say those, it because but... I've purchased some, I I wear those, but not like that big, like not that massive. Dude, I'm telling you, people love them. Oh, boy. Um, This was interesting. I don't feel like it's fair for us to say that the Rachel haircut is here. Agreed. Right? But she got a haircut. Yes. And it's it's coming. It's the early stages of the Rachel haircut. She's got a little bit of a bang, Mm a little bit of a shag going on, but it's still too long, in my opinion, to be the Rachel. Yeah. It's definitely like that... uh, tapering and that layering mm-hmm. is starting but it's not quite the rachel's the first phase of the progression i would say but it's definitely better because it has shape it has body and like she has amazing hair oh my god her hair is gorgeous i think that the original hair that she had it was nice but it didn't really make her stand out no this is more like boom she is f- phenomenal she yeah. is gorgeous like here she is. Like she's peaking. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, Jennifer Aniston is continuously peaks, but yeah. She's on the way up. 
Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Chandler's big tie at the end. Good God, that tie <laughs> looked like a clown tie, did it not? Those were just the big ties back then. I don't I know. know. Ugh. I And this is also a maybe a personal preference is I like a skinny tie on a on a guy. I agree. I think a skinny tie is good. I think that they're sexy. Sex, yeah, sexy. Mm-hmm. Rachel's Paolo shoes from Italy. We don't see them very much except no. for the very beginning when she points them out and then when they get in the mud. But mm-hmm. it is, I'm assuming, an Italian shoe. We're just going to go with it. I tried and tried and tried to find who make, made those shoes. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find it. Oh, gosh. That is very nuanced. But... They're beautiful. I actually like the heel on them. It's a really specific heel, but it's like a little witch heel. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Okay. Um, I think you put this last one, the gang sunglasses at the funeral. Okay. When they're all, they look so good. So good. So when Ross falls into the grave and they all are kind of like looking down, it's like a very, uh, memorable shot that they have of everybody and everybody has those dark small kind of like almost geometrical looking like not fully round sunglasses on those are so back in oh yeah huge i mean i will tell you that my love island experience watching this is like oh there's those sunglasses again oh there's those sunglasses again so they're back i love a good sunglass and they definitely they definitely brought it yes well, that lots of, lots of good stuff. Some mm-hmm. some oopsies, but for Not the most many. part, really really good one. Great episode, though. Yeah. So let's get into our best friend in front of me. Yes. Who do you have, T? So my best friend is Ross. Um, I just think he he does so much good helping his mom and his aunt, being patient and like. I don't know. I just I feel like he just did some good stuff, and then the poor guy fell into a grave and. Was really funny on painkillers. <laughs> the painkiller part, that was really funny. So, and you actually also have an honorable mention. I do for Monica because she just goes through so much shit with her mom picking apart her parents. And I'm like, I see you, my girlfriend. I see you. I feel you. I see you. I feel you. I have been there. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm actually kind of the opposite. So Monica okay. was my best friend. She gets my mug because of oh. the things that she's dealing with with her mom and yeah. kind of that restraint of, okay, mom, I accept you for who you are. And I need moment, some of Monica's restraint to just shut up. We'll get you a little like shock collar or something. Oh God, work on it. <laughs> but then my honorable mention would have been Ross because oh. of how he helped. You know, I was yeah. thinking that is really sweet that he spent all that time getting back behind behind the wardrobe and that closet. By the way, yeah. how who, does that happen? Did you have that with anybody in your family? Because mm. I don't think I've seen that with a wardrobe in a closet. I feel like it probably some grandparents probably have that. I, I could. I, I could may see that. have something in the back. Yeah. Just <laughs> such a cute little episode. I don't have Ross. anything in the burgundy, but I may have something in a silver. Yeah. Who's taking our wind? Uh, um, Joey. I'm curious. What, why? I bet I could guess, but. He brought a TV to a funeral. I know. I just kind of was like, that's crappy. Like, okay. Typical it. young 20 something dude. Can't miss the big game. But like, okay, if he would have just had it at like the reception afterwards, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't have thought twice about it. But the fact that he had it at the funeral in his pocket and like Chandler points it out, I was like, God, that's just kind of mean. It's the pregame too. Like who gives a shit? Right. Like 
pregame is just a bunch of dudes talking to hear themselves talk. Let's be honest. I think that's a very good pick. My pick was Phoebe for the pencil nonsense. <laughs> the pencil nonsense oh, is... Come on. Oh, God. I don't know who this is, but it isn't Debbie. It isn't Debbie. <laughs> See, I find that funny. I think that that's I mean, funny. that was a funny line, but just like... Uh, I can't. It's because she's too serious about the fact that that pencil could actually hold Debbie's soul. Yes. Thank you. That is exactly it. Yes. She is too serious about that. It could hold Debbie's soul. <laughs> well, that was the one where Nana dies twice. She died twice. Really we, good episode. We enjoyed it. Sorry, Nana. Oh, RIP, Nana. Well, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Um, as always, you can please rate, review, and subscribe. Super important, if you subscribe on Apple, just hit the little plus sign at the top, and that means you get automatic updates when we drop our episodes every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You can listen also wherever you get your podcasts, so Spotify, Google. Make sure to follow us along at the Pivot Pod on Instagram, and then email us. I would love to have some emails. I'm sure you would as well, Natalie, from yes. Don't Take My Wind at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts. If you want to throw a concern in there, go for it. If you have an idea of how you want to be buried, go for it. If you have an idea of what should happen at the afterlife, send it. Please do. We'd love to hear it all. All right. Bye. Bye.